Sunday, August 4, 2019, 11.13 a.m. I said, Hi, I'm driving through the New York countryside in what I think is the Adirondacks towards Syracuse. Thinking about homework, it's hard. I'm not in distress. In fact, it's been a while since I've been so overcome with happiness that I felt compelled to text you. If I look close enough, healing really is from the inside. You always underestimate your hand in this, but thank you. I hope you are having a great Sunday. Still August 4th, 7.36 p.m. I went out to see the art show, but the GPS took me to a vacant building in the middle of a tiny little town with a lot of rough neighborhoods. I decided to skip it and have dinner somewhere instead. There was this little Thai restaurant with Thai servers. It was cute, and the lady got a kick out of me speaking a little Thai. I went back to my hotel and started working on my podcast. I recorded most of my entries for last year, and then I focused on telling different anonymous social media outlets of its existence. It felt a little sad reading the entries aloud. I felt such compassion for my past self and wished I could give myself a hug. My mother called last night. I suddenly noticed I'm not looking for phone sex anymore. I'm not cruising Reddit looking for a hookup. I keep Tinder and the Her app on non, on not because I want a hookup, but just in case someone looks like they could be a good friend. Plus, it's interesting to see what sort of people are in a city. I'm using Reddit for porn, though. I might prefer it. It's kind of empowering to not seek the company of others solely for that. I slept around midnight. I woke up around 2, and then 4, but then couldn't sleep until 5 a.m. I woke up almost 7.30 and had breakfast. I felt better having breakfast today. I packed up my things, loaded them up in the car, and headed west. The GPS somehow took me to the back roads of New York State. It was absolutely beautiful. There were wrapped hay bales that looked like marshmallows. There were cows. The views looked like pictures of Tuscany that I've seen. I felt so happy. I wasn't scared. I felt like I was going to be okay. Buffalo Chick texted that she had a showing of her house today and she's hanging out with her parents while it happens. She said she assumed I was on the road. I told her she assumed correctly and that it was beautiful here but tragically rural. I last texted her when I passed the street my hotel was in last time and she laughed. I also was texting with Rich, the boba tea and coffee guy from the farmer's market, who gave me the number of one of his oldest friends who lives in Buffalo named A. Lori from the bike shop also texted me cycling routes and well wishes for a safe journey. She told me to say hello if I'm ever back in Buffalo or Albany, and thank me for the bundt cake I left for her yesterday. I made plans with a cryptocurrency acquaintance who I know lives in town. He told me to call him when I get in. I arrived around 4.15 p.m. to my room. The Russian housekeeping girl showed me in. It's a huge room, meant for a family, and has a nice view. The girl then told me stories about how she thinks there may have been some sort of drug-induced sex orgy here last night, something involving candles. That's all she would allow herself to say. I could tell she still wanted to talk, but her coworker kept knocking on the door. She must have heard us talking and laughing. I told the coworker that I asked her for help with something in the toilet. It was true. I did ask her in because she missed picking up toilet paper in the bathroom floor. 
I changed into my cycling gear and stepped out. Russian girl saw me and asked if it was really me. I thanked her again for her help earlier. Her accent is so cute and she's friendly. She told me about where she lived in Russia and how winters there were much, were much worse than in Buffalo. Apparently, there is a saying about Russian women. She told me that they are described as not feel fearful of running into a burning house, and also that women get beaten by their husbands a lot there. It's amazing what 10 minutes of talking contains. Also noticed again that I didn't tell her anything about myself. I went on a quick loop on the northeastern part of Grand Island where my hotel is. Lots of cute little houses. I felt physical manifestations of what I can only think of as anxiety while riding. There were flutterings in my chest, and my hands and feet felt cold. I was breathing faster. There is a chance that I am just a little hungry. I barely ate lunch, just quick things in the car while driving. And I was riding my bike so I could have, so I could have been panting. But I think it's different. It didn't stop me from enjoying my ride, though. But I did feel anxious about possibly getting lost or not making it back on time to see my friend. My mom has also been texting me. I think she might be in denial that I am trying to stay here. She texted saying we should make plans to go to a dog shelter and give dog baths. She also told me to tell her when I am making my way back home so she can send me money for gas. It's sweet, but I can't help but feel there is something behind it. She told me my dad and Casper left to visit my aunt and I said okay, that's good. She asked me where I was and what I was doing and if I'm going to meet my relatives to go to Niagara Falls. I don't like it. I am hundreds of miles away and I still feel controlled. I'm just not replying for now and have rejected her phone call. I'll reply later saying goodnight and I'm okay. I'm in Grand Island like I freaking told her last night I'll be. Someone told me that they listened to my podcast and they loved it. They said, I have a nice soothing voice. This is a different kind of validation. I did the podcast mainly for me and super anonymously. It's like I did something for myself and it's nice that someone appreciates it. I didn't need it, but it was nice that it's there. I'm getting ready to meet my cryptocurrency friend. I'm a little nervous that we won't have much in common or that I'll be too much. But I tell myself that I'm going to be fine. I am pretty confident that I will not ask Buffalo Chick to meet me, but I have no idea how to respond if she asks to hang out. I think I'll I think in my head I have a rejection ready, but really, I don't and I'm afraid I'll fold. Thank you, C. Monday, August five, twenty nineteen, eleven oh seven AM. Hi. I know you just got back and your schedule is probably filled, but if we could, let's please set something up soon. 5.19pm Hi C. I got ready to meet my cryptocurrency friend after my quick ride. We met in the hotel lobby. I told him I checked out the restaurant in the hotel, but they're clear out of food because of a banquet last night. I had another place in mind around the island. We hopped in my truck and we just talked about what we, he's doing and what I'm doing. He really is a sweet guy and he's 51 and has traveled all over the country on his motorcycle. He knows what it feels to move around and be lonely. Buffalo is his hometown though. He is such a stand-up person. He told me that the honey with my sweet potato fries is for my sweet potato fries. It's a buffalo thing. 
We closed the restaurant and drove around the island. He showed me where good hiking and biking places are, as well as some beaches. He told me to call him if I ever need anything or a recommendation. We took laptop, laptop selfies with our cryptocurrency stickers and parted ways in the parking lot. I went upstairs to my room and tried not to think about how even my friend told me he heard the hotel as haunted. I was too tired anyway even to play with myself. Buffalo chicks sent a feeler out at night through words with friends. I'm not sure what we said but we went back and forth about the paranormal activity and how I don't believe in it. Eventually, she said she was glad I'm safe and that she is headed off to bed. I told her I'm going to bed too. I woke up thinking it's a beautiful day. The sunrise and view from my bedroom was almost too good to be true. I ate breakfast in my room. I started suiting up to go on a bike ride. I then realized that I needed to focus on the task that is at hand, which is finding a job. I took off my gear and fired up my laptop. Around 9.30 a.m., I started to get concerned that I'm not going to find a job, and I began to cry. I reached out to my friend in Thailand who was cooking dinner. He expressed concern about my presence in Buffalo and asked why I didn't tell him about my fight with my mom. He went on to cook dinner and passed me over to his wife. It kind of helped. I said goodbye to take a phone call from Rochester. It was for an interview, but the job is not for me. Considering going just to practice my interview skills, though. I was still freaking out until like 11. I was applying for jobs, fielding calls from recruiters, and talked to A, who was the Boba Tea guy's longtime friend here. She's a young local lawyer who, who said she and her boyfriend would love to hang out with me at their home this evening. My mom asked me if I had eaten lunch already. It was touching and it made me a little sad. I haven't eaten because I wasn't sure what I'll eat yet. I didn't want her to see me freaking out. I didn't want anyone to see me freak out. Freak out being all tearing up and feeling like a homeless failure who can't find a job. I meditated over my food. And eventually, I felt a little better. I planned. Maybe I'll stay for about two months and look for a job in an apartment. I think I'm going insane. I have left my comfort zone to go on the road trip to take the bar exam. I'm camped out in a western New York hotel and I'm applying for jobs all over the country. What am I doing? Why am I doing this? Someone, my friend from Thailand, told me that this is not reasonable and that I should go find jobs in Houston and live with my parents because he would kill to have a home to go to. I decided to go on a bike round ride around 2 p.m. I rode to Niagara Falls. I got a little lost, but I found my way back as usual. I wanted to go to Canada, but apparently I can walk my bike to Canada, but I'll have to ride it with the cars when I go back to the U.S. I resolved to just take my car and head back. I'm riding this on the side of the trail, right beside the river when the fall, where the falls start. It's breathtaking. The sound of the water soothes me, and it's almost as if the river is talking to me. It's telling me the same things you have been. I'll make my way back to the hotel and get ready for dinner with my new local friends. I tell myself that it's all going to be okay, but I have a hard time believing it just yet because I can't see it for now. Thank you. I sent her another selfie. Or another picture, at least. Tuesday, August 6, 5.24 p.m. 
high C. After getting ready, I went to a liquor store to get some wine for A and her boyfriend. The wine guy was pleasant and told me his nephew was a lawyer and his sister-in-law is one of the Supreme Court judges in New York. His name is Jim. We wished each other well and I proceeded to get a little lost going to my new friend's house. I eventually found it. It was in a charming little part of town where everyone has a stoop and a porch and people would hang outside to eat, chat, or watch the world go by. I got there at 8 and I was welcomed with open arms by A and M. They're a younger, younger couple. She is a young lawyer at 28 and he, 24, co-owns a house flipping business. They're bright young things. I met their pets and they talked about how they met a month and a half ago. They seemed like they have been dating a while though and I told them so. They're filling out an apartment application to move a couple of blocks over. A and I hung out in the kitchen while she made a caprese salad. She talked to me about her passions for law, how she is a solo practitioner, and how she makes her own butter from scratch. M is a surfer and he reminds me a lot of my friend in California. He offered me pot, but I declined. It was nice of them to ask if I was cool with them smoking though and I really was. It was getting late and M started to beg off to sleep and I said I will head home as well. I felt really good after talking to them. They were genuinely kind-hearted people and I appreciated that they opened their lives up to me. I got to the hotel and I changed for bed. I decided to make a couple more recordings. I'm now in the first two weeks of January of this year. It's pretty cool. It's just been approved on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play, and I'm getting feedback from people all around the world. I'm a little worried that I'm doing this for validation. I started it as a way for me to look back and listen to my voice. I hope something good comes out, keeps coming from it. I closed the door leading to the living room and made the room feel as small as possible. I curled up in a little corner of the bed and slept. I don't remember what I dreamt about, but I remember having vivid dreams. I woke up not feeling good at all. I wanted to give up. I didn't know what I was doing. I don't even know what I'm doing for breakfast. I got sad. I slept for another hour and then another hour after that when I didn't want to wake up. I eventually checked my email. I reached out to R, who was now in Hong Kong. She gave me encouraging words and said I should work on self-love. She also showered me with things that felt good hearing. I believe it, but either earlier, when I while I was freaking out about feeling grossly inadequate as a person and doubting my ability to get a job, it felt so remote. I decided to apply to a couple of jobs and purse once more today. I ate some from my stash. It's a little pathetic. I made some calls to follow up on job leads. I was pleased they told me I was on the client shortlist on one and the longer higher paying one, the client has my profile and is still reviewing candidates. There is one in DC that I'm waiting word on for later this week. I went to Walgreens to get some prescriptions and planned on going to Canal Side. I marveled at how there was water everywhere in the city. The lakes, the river, it was always just there. I'm not sure what it is, but this is the first time ever that I've craved being around water this much. I spotted the local Irish famine memorial and walked around. I'm drawn to stories of mass hardship. I walked over closer to the water. 
where a geocache was and took some pictures. It lifted my heart. I felt myself smiling as I got closer and closer to the edge of the water. I found the geocache and signed the log. The wind suddenly picked up and the temperature dropped several degrees. I decided to go to a local museum. The Albright Knox Gallery had an impressive collection. There, was a couple, there were a couple of works by Matisse, Picasso, a Frida Kahlo self-portrait, and even a Cy Twombly and Rothko one. It made me miss Houston. I met an elderly brother and sister who told me the brother once hitchhiked across the U.S. in the 70s. It took him 11 rides. She lives in Buffalo. She has proclaimed myself as my adoptive Buffalo mother and said that she collects children. It's more, almost like I was a stray kitten she found. Her kids are about my age. It was so sweet and so surprising. We exchanged numbers and she told me to add her on Facebook. I've been texting Buffalo Chick. I'm not asking her to meet and she's not asking me to meet. She's asking me about my job hunt and I told her. I know I wouldn't want her in a relationship with me. I'm just not used to navigating a weird friendship thing with someone I've been so intimate with physically and emotionally. I went to the gay district. I parked and walked around. The cafe I wanted to go to didn't appeal to me, and I went somewhere I ordered something before when I was here last. Disappointed, but it's minor. I have far bigger disappointments. I'm going back to my car, grab the prescriptions, and hole up in my hotel room. The thought that I am alone there is very uncomfortable. I think I'll work on my podcast when I do get back, though. Maybe I just forgot to veg out like other people. Maybe I'll fire up a movie. Or heck, maybe I'll even play the video game I bought weeks ago to play after the bar. I feel a little better after this afternoon. But there's still a horrible something feeling that creeps in especially in the mornings now. Thanks, see. Wednesday, August 7, 519 p.m. Hi, C. I told myself last night that I'm not going to wait around for the possibility of a job in Buffalo, no matter how appealing it is, especially if I already have an offer for North Carolina. After pacing around and then talking to my friend in California for about an hour, I confirmed my decision to go down the next day. I started packing. I then told Buffalo Chick that I'm leaving the next day and asked if we could meet. I knew she wouldn't meet me. She had excuses. I asked if she wanted to meet. She said she wasn't sure and she didn't want to send the wrong message. I asked her if her GF knew that she and I were talking as friends. She said it never came up and that she knew her girlfriend would worry if she and I were to meet. I said I understood. I didn't want to complicate anyone's life, including mine. We like talking to each other. I continued packing. Like every time I've done it these past couple of weeks, it didn't take as much time as I thought it would. I slept and I didn't set an alarm. I dreamt I was exposed to radiation. A bomb went off on me. Someone told me to go somewhere and I did, and that's where the bomb hit. I was alive, but I knew I was going to die soon. My mother was far away. I woke up before seven. I started gathering my things again. I went to the lab to get my blood drawn. They didn't have the facts from my doctor. 
and then went back to the hotel, took one last quick ride around the parking lot before I packed my bike into the truck. I will miss the cool air here. I know I can make friends anywhere. I'm a little bummed that I have temporary work, but I suppose everything is temporary. I'm happy that I have a way to sustain myself independently for the next few months. I feel like a gypsy. I'm not sure I'm done with buffalo or buffalo chick yet. About 50 or so miles out of my hotel, I realized I forgot my injections in the fridge. I had to go back. I called ahead and they were there. It was scary stormy back in Grand Island. I got to talking with the front desk lady. She said it's great that I am ambitious. I never thought of myself as ambitious. I'm just doing what I, what I have to do. But I guess this is way out of some people's comfort zone. I decided to go to Tim Hortons for breakfast because I knew a bill. I saw a billboard for blueberry waffle sandwiches. Right before I took a bite, my doctor's nurse called, saying she just faxed the orders and I can do the labs. I happily went and thought it was awesome how things worked out in the end. I started driving again after the lab in New York. I then got a call from the Buffalo job I've been waiting around for. They want to interview me ASAP. I told them my availability and they will get back to me. I tried not to freak out too much. I weighed my options. This document review job in North Carolina is super interesting as it's a case to defend large pharmaceutical companies against possible opioid drug litigation. It's until the end of the year. It's a dead-end contract job, though. Buffalo is not document review. It's something to do with regulatory data requests, and the client is city. It's six months long with the possibility of extension or absorption. I decided to go do North Carolina, interview for Citibank, and then go from there. The onboarding process takes a week and a half for them so I can stay in North Carolina for a bit. I tell myself that I am very fortunate I have this experience. Not everyone gets to do this while they're my age. I had to tell myself that I'm okay multiple times. I wasn't very kind to myself by calling me homeless or a rootless gypsy. The pay is peanuts. But it'll be good for my resume and my bank account to be working. And I will be independent of my parents. My mom was texting saying she hopes I'm only away for work that I and that I will consider Houston home still. It's nice of her. But I am not sure I can call her home mine any longer. I'll see. I am having a mini freakout about not being able to speak to my therapist. I know I could quote-unquote do this, but I also know I don't want to do this alone. I'm always going to need you. Not quote-unquote, I will not survive if I don't get this kind of thing. Not quote-unquote, I will be all cream cheese without it, but something else. I told myself whatever the reason is. It is with my and your best interest in mind. I know it's not about you. It never was. But I acknowledge your humanity and I care about you and your well-being too. I'm writing this at the rest stop in West Virginia. I have about six more hours of driving to go. The mountains are beautiful and I'm thankful I'm not on a bike huffing and puffing. Thank you. My therapist replied saying... Thank you for the update. So you're going to North Carolina and then back to Buffalo for the interview? And I said, yes, possibly Monday, but I haven't heard back. They called me while I'm on the road. 
I was told I'm the only candidate they're, they're considering now, so it's a good chance it's mine if I want it. My therapist asked, what if you get offered the buffalo one too? And I said, I might take it despite it being a little less money. It's a cheaper place to live. The clincher for me, even considering the interview, was the longevity and potential for eventual absorption into Citibank. With North Carolina, the clients are big pharmaceutical companies, but I won't be working with them. Dead end after a year. I think you know I'm a little worried about my self-control regarding Buffalo Chick and being in the same area as her. I've been honest with myself last night that she was part of the reason I chose Buffalo, but I can't make decisions based on anyone else right now. She replied around 9.40pm. If you want the position in Buffalo, if that one is truly a, a better option and career choice for you, then you need to go there and we will deal, deal with Buffalo Chick. Friday, August 9th, 9.45am. Good morning. Thank you for your nourishing words. And she replied, Let me know about your progress. And I said later, Thank you, I will. I'm on my lunch break now. I was nervous about my first day back at work after more than a year of not working. It's okay, but I don't think I want to do this long term. I will choose New York if it happens. I'll figure out the cold weather situation when it comes. 7.15pm. I just got offered a position in Austin. They want me to start orientation ASAP. It's $15 an hour more than Citibank, but it's just for a 90-day project. They say it's a foot-in-the-door type deal, but they probably tell that to everybody. State Health and Human Services is the client. I'm confused and I think I want to puke. I like this job. It's easy, but again, it's a dead end. Good resume padding, though. Also, I like that I can wear shorts to work if I want to. I don't like that it's hilly here. I haven't heard from Buffalo Job. Getting anxious about someone who is long gone. Buffalo Chick. But I'm pining for. Friday, August 9, 2019. 8.44 p.m. Hi, C. Yesterday, I decided to stop at a little town called Jane Lou in West Virginia. It had a Shell gas station. It was small and out of the way from the interstate. I don't usually do it on gas breaks, but for some reason, I decided to go inside and maybe get a candy bar. My brother and I used to eat Twix bars on our road trip. I went inside. I was greeted warmly by the cashier, and I kind of acknowledged her. I felt her eyes on me, but I looked around for my candy bar. I decided on one, the Twix, and went to pay. The cashier was congenial and chatted with me. She went on about my complexion and how she thinks I'm gorgeous. I thanked her and I told her I'm on my way to North Carolina from Buffalo. She's lived in Jane Lou all her life and knows literally everyone in the town. She gave me her phone and told me to add myself on her Facebook. I've found a solution. I kept on driving. I was texting with Buffalo Chick about random things. She forwarded me a message she sent to her boss about a woman who claimed someone from the bar is charging her card. I validated her composure. I listened to my tunes. I felt happy and relaxed. I spoke to my parents on the phone. My mom thinks Buffalo is a good option too. 
My dad wants North Carolina because it's marginally more money and more disposable, I guess. I have a good chance to attempt to possibly perm job in Austin for much more money, but it's just a 90-day gig. I also feel like Austin might be too close. I'm not sure where or when exactly it happened, but I probably have had this growing feeling that I don't want to live with my parents anymore. I stopped for gas at a random station in North Carolina. I popped out and did my thing. I waved to the other lady inside her car. It's late and we're the only ones there. She was having trouble with her pump. She thought the pump was off. I helped her with the prompts. We got to talking and she has a comedy show in an insurance business. She said she is proud of me for being so brave and strong and that not, and that not many people can do what I do. I agreed. We hugged each other, validated each other, and she told me I was that chick and that she feels it is in her heart that I am going to do great things because I'm so open and confident. I thanked her for her beautiful words and the wonderful encounter. I remembered the trick the gas station cashier did and I asked her to add me on Facebook. We hugged once more and we parted ways. She told me to let her know when I get to my hotel. Her name is B. I called I. I wanted to hear her voice. She has been meaning to ask me how I did in the exam and how I am. I told her about my job situation. She suggested Buffalo, but I didn't know about the off Austin offer yet, and I didn't tell her about Buffalo Chick. She congratulated me on my independence and my new job. She kept wanting to send me money. I was too proud to accept, and I knew she needed the money too. It felt good to hear her voice. I ate a big meal before bed because I've been eating junk the whole day. I crashed in bed at 2 a.m. without taking a shower. I woke up feeling very cold, and I was anxious about cold winter mornings in Buffalo. Nervous about my first day working after more than a year being unemployed. Excited, but again, I'm not sure if I have clothes. I'll have to shop for better business casual stuff. I'll be great at the job, though. Nervous about what I'll say to get me out of work on Monday. I had breakfast at the hotel and tried not to think about my uncertain living situation for a while. I got ready. It's less than a mile to the workplace, so it's okay. I got there with plenty of time to spare. It's an easy enough job. I like the vibe because I can pretty much work on my own. I found out that we can wear jeans and even shorts or flip-flops to work when there's no outside lawyers around, and that's cool. I don't like that there are so many hills here, and it's not like that it's, it's not bike-friendly. I got an offer over voicemail from the Austin people. They want me to start right away. Cue freak out. It's a document review position, too and it's for $15 an hour more than what Citibank would give. Absorption is a possibility, but at the end of the day, I don't think I want to be legal assistant for, for the state of Texas doing document review long-term if I don't pass. I'd rather work at a bank, I think. I called my cousin and she asked if I would regret going to Austin or Buffalo more. I might regret Buffalo more because of the opportunity for a different line of work and an increased skill set but I might regret not going to Austin purely because of the money. Proximity to Casper and proximity to you and my parents. And maybe less housing costs because of a shorter stay. 
I know this is a happy problem to have. Just this past Monday, I was freaking out about not being able to find a job. And now I have a job and job offers up the wazoo. I know I should drop at least one. I'm so confused. I'll try to put this down in a spreadsheet or something. Work was fine. I knew the program they were using and was helping others how to work it. The review was easy and at least I have money coming in. I'm not so sure what to do still. I went grocery shopping so I won't have to eat out. I was happy that the hotel had someone wash my dishes for me. It won't last and I'll have to find more permanent digs soon enough. I'm cooking dinner. I'll work eight hours tomorrow because it's a short week for us and they're open Saturdays. I bought spiked lemonade and fruit in hopes it'll calm me down and as some sort of treat. My mom called me just now and is pushing Austin a bit. She said we could buy a house there and then we could have synergy because we could all live together. Synergy was the same reason they told me it's a good idea to stay and work here five years ago. I internally said fuck that synergy. I explained to her that the kind of job I would potentially get from the state versus the kind of job Citibank can potentially give me is less preferable. preferable. Buffalo is at least a whole new skill set. I'm going to find things to do tonight on in my room to center me. I've been hyperventilating, so I might need to meditate more and figure this out. Thank you, C. My therapist texted me. She said, which direction are you leaving towards or leaning towards? This is very exciting. And I said, they're all good directions. I know I'll make it work wherever I am, but this is so hard. Cycling wise, Austin and North Carolina are hilly. Buffalo won't let me ride outside for maybe five months out of the year due to winter. Money-wise, Austin is greater than North Carolina is greater, greater than Buffalo. Career advancement-wise, Buffalo is greater than Austin and is greater than North Carolina, although I love that I'm part of one of the largest lit litigations of the decade. Cost of living, Buffalo more than Austin, and Austin is about equal to North Carolina. Craziness, distance from everything and everyone I love, comfort zone factor. Buffalo is more than North Carolina, it's more than Austin. Risk of project getting stopped early, Carolina, more than Austin, Austin is more than both. My therapist said, Other than the money, it sounds like Buffalo wins, but do you have a job offer from them? And I said, No, not yet. They haven't called today, but I'm pretty sure they will call me one day. The recruiter's boss told me I'm the only one the client is considering. I like being in North Carolina while they figure it out. It won't start until maybe two weeks after the interview. My therapist asked, when do you have to tell Austin? And I said, I got their voicemail after work here, so I think I can swing Monday afternoon with them at least. I can possibly stall and say I'm out of town until later in the week. My therapist said, it sounds like Austin is in last place. And I said, I think I'm making decisions considering the possibility I won't pass the bar. If I don't, Austin's legal assistant for a gig doesn't appeal to me much except for the money. Maybe I just have trouble picturing what other work I'll get with them aside from the document review duties. Working for a bank doing regulatory work kind of does appeal to me though. She says Austin is a lot more expensive. And I said, true, and has monstrous hills. I've never lived alone, like no one in my generation in the family has, and I'm figuring this out as I go. I'm also afraid that I might not be noticing 
that hoping for a certain someone in Buffalo is a part of this decision, and it's what's leading me towards that decision. Train wreck, if true. And she said, Buffalo chick cannot be a part of your decision. She is with someone else and decided not to meet with you when you were in town. Why would you think that would be different? And I said, working very hard on focusing the decision based on what is best for me alone. I'm afraid that I might not be noticing if Buffalo Chick is a part of it or not because I think about her. It's almost like I want to be in town when her relationship inevitably blows up. But I'm telling myself I don't want her. It's just the idea of her. Almost like I'm in Buffalo. Am I good enough now? But I know that it's wrong and I would do well to just drop her. Serial adulterer who keeps even a friendship hidden from her girlfriend. Didn't text her today. I had a job to do. Yay! I was concerned about my own shiz and accepting myself slash my situation. Fighting the urge to just run back into the comfort zone because this is so huge. Saturday, August 10, 2019, 5 p.m. Hi, C. I started my period yesterday afternoon. I didn't really feel sad the past days, just confused and wired. After cooking and eating dinner at the hotel, I tried to calm down. Your words helped. Thank you again. I decided to record more episodes for the podcast. I cried so much when I read the homework with the unsent letter to I. It still gets me. I also recorded the entries from when I first met Buffalo Chick. I was worried I'll be sad when I got to them, but I didn't. There was a strange longing, but I hear, but I think it's not for her, per se, before a connection as deep as that one. I was recording until past midnight. I decided to sleep almost naked and bask in my privacy. Dreamt of a parade in a smaller town. It was a Trump parade. I flipped off someone and said they would have been cute had it not been for their politics. The girl went over and attacked me with a sharp purple pencil. I moved my hand away from the railing. The crowds parted and there was a girl across the way who was blowing me kisses. I told the person on my left that I had no idea how to respond to this. The attacker, I knew how to respond to. The person on my right told me that the nearest large town would be Chicago. I woke up with an uncomfortable feeling in my chest. Kind of have a headache too. It may have been the spiked lemonade last night, or my period. I didn't want to go to work yet. I didn't really have a set time frame, but I wanted to get there at 9.30. I decided I needed to eat breakfast. I was anxious. I was so anxious. I quietly ate my breakfast and got ready. I texted with R for a bit and then a video call on my way to work. She can't make the decision a little clearer because my mind is itself befuddled. My priorities shift. It is, is it money, longevity, proximity to a comfort zone? I don't know. I can't even believe myself that I'm going to be alright no matter what decision I make. I'm afraid of making a mistake or that I'll regret my decision. I think this is the same feeling when I say I'm stressed out when I do art. I do understand that this is inherently a stressful situation though. I went inside to work. There's just one other person in the room today and he left a little afternoon. I like that I'm left alone most of the time. The client provided donuts in the morning and pizza at lunch. Glad I didn't have to leave and figure out lunch. I'm glad the work is easy because sometimes I can't concentrate. 
I think about my options. I tried to tone it down because it's Saturday and I can't really do anything except maybe email about the jobs for now. I might call Austin Monday and stall while I wait for Buffalo to get their act together. I'm still not sure. I don't know what the right decision is. Home will be wherever I am again and always. My mom literally asked me to come home and said she misses and loves me. The message came after she texted about some drama with my aunt and cousin looking for the title to some property in the Philippines. I told her I was at work and that I miss and love her too. I went back to the hotel after the fifth hour because we were supposed to take at least a 30-minute break if we're to work more than six hours. I needed to poop anyway. I was happy that I had a place close by and that the housekeeper again did my dish my dishes. I lounged in bed naked for a bit before heading back. I felt a lot calmer after coming back from the break. Maybe it's what people experience when they do take a break. I've been on kind of a break since January of 2018. I was worried about feeling anxious about, but now I'm th- starting to think I'm. it may be the tea I've been drinking from the hotel. I just wanted something warm and soothing. I didn't text Buffalo Chick nor initiate words with friends. She did her turn in the afternoon and then I responded. I've been slaughtering her. It's quite laughable now, but before she was really beating me. This morning I had a thought she was playing poorly on purpose, but whatever. I know I have to let go of this so I could make space in my life for beautiful possibilities. It doesn't and shouldn't matter how pretty I think she is or how fun or thoughtful or interesting or blonde. Ha! She just doesn't like me in that way. I can't control that. I need to get my kicks either from myself or from people who genuinely care about me and who are positive presences in my life. I have the DC and other jobs in the back of my mind. I know I'd rather not live in DC though. For some reason, I feel like this is the city where my bike will likely get stolen. For some reason, I am operating under the assumption that Buffalo and Austin and North Carolina are my only options. I'm not being comforted much by the thoughts that I found viable jobs less than a week of my search and that it is highly likely that I can and will find better opportunities in the future. In the same vein, I am not exploring in my head the possibility that I will feel what I feel for another person in the future. Maybe it's because I'm too concerned with my own stuff. Yay! and still have an attachment of some sort to someone who is unavailable and who is not interesting, interested in pursuing anything healthy with me. Boo. I'm still at work. I've been interested in joining a friend's bar trivia game, but I don't think I'll make it. Today and last night has been a little difficult. I and I would have been tears today. I didn't text or call her. I just thought of her. I wished her well. She probably does the same for me, too. When I think of how alone, vulnerable, and far out of my comfort zone I am, I have to take a breath. Several. And I try not to cry. Thank you, C.